Good morning. All right. Let's go to the Lord and word of prayer again. Brother Troy. Amen. All right. All days are over. <laughs> Get back to the apostles, as far as I know. Uh, turn to Matthew chapter 10 again. I want to read this as we have before and then move into the next apostle that we'll talk about. Matthew chapter 10. Verse 1. Now after this, we're going to turn somewhere else. Matthew chapter 10, verse 1. And when he had called unto him his 12 disciples, who is he and his? It's Jesus. He gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Now the names of the 12 apostles are these. The first, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother. James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the publican, James, the son of Alphaeus and Lebius, whose surname was Thaddeus, Simon, the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, <clears throat> and here's that tag that always follows him in these lists. It may not be word for word every time, but it's, it's there, <coughs> who also betrayed him. The traitor. Now, that's not who we're talking about this morning. But as we think about this, I wanted to read that list of apostles. Who can tell me why we're studying the apostles? And I've said it several times. Well, that's a very good reason, Jane. It's in the Bible. How can, that ain't the answer I was looking for, but how can I say no to that? Thank you, Jane. It's in the Bible. Yeah, and you ought to study it. It's good. I hope so. That's why. I don't just want to be up here spitting out facts about James and John and Peter. What good does that do? The, my goal when I when I started this is these are ordinary men not supernatural men these are ordinary men who had good characteristics and bad characteristics and they did good things and they did bad things and if God can use them God can use you that's why. That's why. So as we look at these men, I want to try to apply these things to our life. Who was the first one we looked at? Peter. Anybody remember the little tag we had for Peter, the apostle? With the foot-shaped mouth. He was always sticking his foot in his mouth. Times in the Bible, it's saying Peter answered, but nobody had ever asked him anything. <laughs> And I can't tell you how many times he would say something and the Lord would condemn, would, uh, not condemn him, the Lord would uh, um, uh, praise him, give him some praise there, and then just a couple of paragraphs later, he says something and the Lord has to get on to him. 
Ain't that just like us? Just like us. You know, somebody says something, serving in the church, just serving right along, doing just fine. Somebody gives you a little bit of praise, all of a sudden that head swells up. And then before you know it, boom. That's just how it happens. That's how we are. That's how human beings are. So, Peter, what was something that stuck out to you when we studied Peter? His boldness. Okay, he was bold. Was that good or bad? Both. Both. What else? Who said that? He lo- yeah, 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 he absolutely did. He loved the Lord. He loved him. Think about there where he told Jesus, though all men betray thee, yet will not I betray thee. I'll die for you. And Jesus knew him better than he knew himself. And that's where Jesus said, before the cock crows twice, you'll deny me thrice but he loved him would you get out of a boat in a storm to walk to Jesus you better watch it <laughs> stick your chest out yeah I'd do it yeah I don't I don't think I would I'm sorry I don't know that he'd want me to <laughs> but Peter did he loved the Lord what else one, one, just one or two more things I mean we talked about Peter for two or three months he was a leader. That when we read there in, in Matthew chapter 10, verse 2, it says there as it starts to name these apostles, and again, you need to recognize the difference between apostles and disciples. They are not the same thing. The apostles were disciples, but not all disciples were apostles. Jesus had a lot of disciples. So did many teachers back in that day. They had a lot of disciples. We're talking about the apostles. So it says the first, Simon. And that word there does not mean first in a list. It means the head. So we do believe he was the leader of this group. And we know the most about him in Scripture. We've already talked about that. All right, so that's Peter. What about Andrew? We talked about him next. I mean, him and Peter, were ba- they were brothers. They were basically the same person, weren't they? How can two people be so different? I don't have any siblings. Are you? Okay. <laughs> that ought to work well. <laughs> yeah. 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 You balance each other out. I guess that's a good thing. Yeah. 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 We probably have a mixture of but several of them's characteristics in us. I don't understand how two people can be so different because I don't have siblings. And a lot of people say, well, I understand that. That explains the spoiledness, but I'm, I'm not spoiled. Uh, but I don't have siblings, so I don't, I don't understand that. Stop, Johnny. Um, <laughs> I don't understand that, but they are not the same person at all. What, what were some of Andrew's characteristics? Well, when Peter was answering questions nobody asked, Andrew's just 
laid back. That's a good, that's a good uh, description of him, I think. Didn't mean he wasn't doing anything. I think he was doing plenty. It, behind the scenes. Good listener. Yeah, I think he did a lot of things behind the scenes. We don't know much about Andrew. We talked about him for a couple of weeks. I don't know how, but we're not told many things. He's only mentioned twice when he's not listed in a list of apostles, and that's when those Greeks came to see Jesus, and that's when he fed the 5,000. Only twice. What else do you remember about Andrew? Finder. Find people and bring them to Jesus. <laughs> he brought people to Jesus. That's right. What else? You think he was a humble man? How would you like it if you were the first person to follow Jesus? And then you go and get your loudmouth, out in front brother, knowing that he's going to take first place. And you're okay with that. And you're relegated to at least fourth. I know we don't like talking like that, but Jesus had an inner circle. And the inner circle of three did not include Andrew. It was Peter, James, and John. And Andrew and John were the first ones to follow him. It took some humility, I think, for Andrew to be able to sit back and say, I want my brother to know the Lord more than I want to have this prominent position with him. He wanted Jesus to know. Uh, he wanted Peter to know Jesus. So he was a humble man. So now, <laughs> we're going to James. James, good old James. Turn to Mark chapter uh, 1. Mark chapter 1. <clears throat> what are some things you know about James? Somebody said he was the son of Zebedee. Correct. John's brother. Which John? Which James? <laughs> you got to be careful about that. <laughs> I won't name any names, but I heard somebody preach. Um, it was one or the other. I may have it backwards. I think the message was about John the Baptist. But half of the examples he gave were John the Apostle. So you have to kind of be a little careful. There's a, there's a couple of Johns there. And there's a couple of James or Jameses. Do you know anything about James? Brother John, son of Zebedee, that's good. Fisherman. He's a fisherman. Right. Yeah, we'll see a little bit later that his mother had some aspirations for him and his brother and didn't mind sharing them with the Lord. 
Anything else? There's not a lot. We're not told a lot about the, some of these men. And we're not told anything about a couple of them. And so studying them ought to be, studying those ought to be interesting. So what do we, what do, we do? Well, we look at some things here. Look at Mark chapter 1. Um, I want to read this and then I want to read one more verse. Mark chapter 1 verse 19 and this is what I think about when I think about James and John for the most part. Um, well, let me start in verse 16 just so you get the context. Now, as he walked by the Sea of Galilee, that's Jesus, and he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And Jesus said unto them, Come ye after me, and I'll make you to become fishers of men. And we read that when we, read, when we talked about Peter and Andrew before. Verse 18 says, And straightway they forsook their nets and followed him. And when he had gone a little further, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who were also in the ship mending their nets. And straightway he called them. And they left their father Zebedee in the ship with the hired servants and went after him. They followed Jesus. Now, if you'll turn over a page or two in your Bible to Mark chapter 3, <clears throat> this is probably what I'll be reading for James but I wanted to read that, ver that verse in Matthew chapter 10 because we had read it so much. And you see those apostles' names. And this is different. We've already talked about that at the beginning of the study. It's the same people, but it's just it's, it's worded differently. Verse 13 of Mark chapter 3. And he goeth up into a mountain and calleth unto him whom he would. And they came unto him and he ordained twelve that they should be with him that, they might, then that he might send them forth to preach. And have power to heal sickness and to cast out devils. And Simon, he surnamed Peter. And James, the son of Zebedee, and John, the brother of James. And he surnamed them Boanerges, which is the sons of thunder. And Andrew, and Philip, and Bartholomew, and Matthew, and Thomas, and James, the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, and Simon the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, which also betrayed him. And they went into an house. Do you, know anything, do you notice anything about that list? I may notice a couple of things. That's the first thing I noticed when I read that. Usually when you read these lists, it says what Matthew says. Peter, or, or Simon, whom he surnamed Peter, and Andrew, his brother. James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother. But here it's all out of order. It's Peter, and then it's James, and then it's John. And then it's Andrew. Why do you think that is? I had like five people looking at me when I asked that question. As soon as I asked the question, the heads go down. <laughs> I won't tell you, there's no right answer here. I'm, I'm just, it's just an opinion. If I had to guess, that would be it. Mark here is starting to focus, and some of these things you're going to see in Mark are things that only those inner three see. And so I think we have a focus here, at least in Mark's gospel, on the, those inner three, Peter, James, and John. And so they're mentioned first. Who's mentioned right after Peter? James. 
Do you think these lists have any significance in the order that they're listed, or is it just random? I hope you believe that it does have, they do have significance. These words are Holy Ghost breathed and inspired. It's not just random words thrown on paper by men. And we have to, we have to understand that. But it, I think it's very interesting that James is mentioned here. Now, James, I was a little afraid to ask what you knew about James because there are several James. James. Who's an English teacher in here? Is it James or Jameses? <laughs> there are several Jameses. Is that right? <laughs> If it ain't right, don't correct me. Several Jameses. Is that right, Morgan? Okay, thank you. Who can think of another James? James, the brother of Jesus. Okay, he's mentioned. Now, he does not become a follower, evidently, until after Jesus dies and is resurrected. Isn't that something? That's something to be the brother of the Lord and not to follow him until after his death and resurrection. That's amazing to me. I'm not condemning him for it. I'm just saying it's amazing. But that's the James that wrote the, James, the epistle of James in your Bible. The epistle of James in your Bible was not written by John's brother James. It was written by the Lord's brother, James. Okay, there's at least one more. Anybody know who it is? Look at verse 18. And Andrew and Philip and Bartholomew and Matthew and Thomas and James, the son of Alphaeus. Now, that was a small circle of 12 there that spent a lot of time together. I wonder how confusing it got when people would call out the name James. Luckily, Big James, I'm going to call him Big James. Big James had a surname that we'll, we'll find. Does it say it there? Yeah. Boanerges. Um. We'll, read, we'll, we'll talk about that later. But James. James is almost every time you see James mentioned. It's, it's kind of like Andrew. Um, he's always mentioned with his brother, John. Almost always it's James and his brother, John. Or James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother. Or James and John, the sons of Zebedee. Always mentioned together, almost exclusively, except very few times, one or two, mentioned by himself. When you think about James and John, just what you know about these men, who do you think is more prominent? Now, don't be super spiritual here and try to figure out what I'm... What do you think? Before we started talking about the apostles, when you thought about the apostle John and you thought about his brother James, who do you tend to hold in more prominence? It's John. It's John. Right. Yep. 
Yep, that's exactly right, exactly where I was going. So we think about John, and we tend to hold him in more prominence. Why? Because we know more about him. I wonder if we would think that way if we didn't have the gospel of John. Because that's where you find out a lot about John. He don't, he, don't name his, he don't like naming himself. But you find out a lot about him. A lot more than we know about James. A lot more. And of course you see John a lot more in the book of Acts. But there's a reason for that. We'll talk about later. But as Brother Ronnie said, and I think there's no, there's no denying this, James was the predominant one. And probably the elder brother, because he's mentioned first, always. Anytime James and John are mentioned together, James is always mentioned first. Anytime Peter and Andrew are mentioned together, Peter's always mentioned first. The older brother, the one that had the more prominence. And if these lists are right, James being mentioned right after Peter meant he was in number two position. And we know almost nothing about him. How can that be? So these, they're, they're, they're always mentioned together. And we've talked about before, James and John, their family seem to be, seem to have some kind of prestige. Anybody know where they lived? Everybody knows that was in here in any of our apostle studies because we did the little thing at the beginning every time. They had a fishing business with Peter and Andrew in what city? Uh, Somebody said it, I couldn't hear. Capernaum. Capernaum. And so Zebedee being mentioned so much, Zebedee... If you read the Bible, he had these hired servants. We just read that James and John left, his, left their father with hired servants. You do understand that not everybody had hired servants back in this day. We believe Zebedee had some type of prominence and may have been a well-off man. And then there's things to point out a little bit later where um, there was some type of relationship between Zebedee's family and the family of the high priest of the day. Because if you think about when Jesus was brought before the high priest, that's how John got in there. He was known to the high priest. And he's the one that brought Peter in when Peter ended up denying him three times. So there was some relationship between Zebedee's family and the family of the high priest. So we think about James being prominent. You think about him being second. He was part of the inner three. He saw all these things we've talked about before with the inner three that other people didn't see. What, what were a couple of those things? Do you remember anything that the inner three saw? Peter, James, and John, and nobody else. The Garden of Gethsemane, when Jesus was praying, and he was, um, he was heavy, <laughs> And he went to pray, and he took with him Peter, James, and John. That, was, that, was a, that would have been a, um, a positive thing, I would think. Now, 
Peter, James, and John ended up all falling asleep on him. But he took them. So they were there for that. What else? Now, they were there for that. Now, you know, all that was kind of going on at the same time. And all the apostles were there for that because they all fled, including John. All of them fled that night. But you had the Gethsemane experience going on there when all that was happening. Does anybody remember anything else? about the transfiguration when Jesus went up into the mountain he was transfigured there were three with him Peter, James and John they saw that what did they see I have no idea all I know is they saw Jesus in his glory so he got to experience that and then he also saw the raising of Jairus' daughter now If I were to ask you how many people Jesus raised from the dead, you might say three. And by biblical accounts, you'd be right. But I don't know how many people he raised from the dead. Because if you read the Gospel of John, John says Jesus did all these things. And he did so much more that if we wrote the books of everything he did, the world couldn't contain them all. So there's no telling how many people he raised from the dead. But James got to experience, experience this. Um, studying James if there's one word I would lay claim to him it would be passion that's pretty close to Peter I think they have a lot of similarities um, we don't know near enough about James to, to kind of force that fact but we do know some things um, I think James was a man of intense passion um, I'm trying to decide when to when to talk about this uh, he was he was passionate so is passion a good thing or a bad thing can be both when we talked about Peter's boldness I just asked that is that a good thing or a bad thing can be both. The Lord had to form his boldness, but again, I didn't see any of the other guys getting up and preaching to all the people there at Pentecost. Peter had some characteristics that he was going to go through some experiences that he was going to need, and boldness is one of them. So, passion can be good and passion can be bad. There was a, there was a, uh, there was a man in the Old Testament by the name of Jehu, and he was known for his passion. And for a while there, it was a good thing, but it ended up being a bad thing. Um, his passion was talked about. Uh, he ended up taking care of Jezebel and the house of Ahab and cleaned that thing out. But listen to Second Kings ten thirty one. You don't have to turn there because I kind of want to go on. But Jehu took Jehu took no need uh, took no heed. I'm sorry to walk in the law of the of the Lord, God of Israel. All right, I didn't read that right. 
But Jehuk took no heed to walk in the law of the Lord God of Israel with all his heart. For he departed not from the sins of Jeroboam, which made Israel to sin. And he became a very ambitious and bloodthirsty man. So his passion started out as a good thing. And it ended up as a negative. Now these men we're looking at, I think it's the exact opposite. Especially in the life of somebody like a Peter. That negative part of his boldness was what defined the beginning of his life. But by the end of his life, it was a positive thing. The Lord had taken that and, and, and uh, made it into what it needed to be. So, um, James... I think he had a fiery disposition. He was passionate. He's mentioned second in that list, but he's never. You, we never see him trying to take first place in this list of apostles. Although there's some things we'll look at about arguments between the apostles on who's the greatest, who's going to be the greatest, and he was probably involved in those conversations. But James was first among the apostles in only one thing. Does anybody know what that was? He was the first to be martyred. He was the first one. And we'll look at that. But I think that is a testament to his passion. Why would Herod martyr James first? If James is over here in the background, keeping his mouth shut, not causing any trouble, not bringing people to Jesus, not turning the world upside down, why in the world would Herod martyr him first? He wouldn't have. So James was evidently, even though we're not specifically told this, I think you can infer this, that he was a very passionate man, he was very involved in what was going on. And because of that, he was the first one to be martyred. Now, when you think about passionate people in the Bible, do any other people come to mind? Paul? Yeah. Paul was passionate. Yep, Paul had a love for the church. God changed Paul. He turned his life around. I can't imagine. I know we're not talking about Paul, at least not yet. But can you imagine all the things that Paul did before he was saved? The people he consented to be killed and going in and destroying these churches and breaking up these groups and causing all this havoc and then having to turn right back around and go back in trying to win them to the Lord. Be tough. Yeah. Can you instill some of these characteristics? Yeah. That's good. Timothy, because of his mama and grandmama. That's good. You've got to be instilling some of these characteristics in your kids. 
Yeah. As far as we know, he preached 120 years without one convert, Brother Ronnie. <laughs> Man. Yeah. David. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wish we could talk about David in this, but he wasn't an apostle, but he sure was passionate. You know, you take some of these people that want to just see everybody, you know, I don't even know where to go off on this. See everybody that's against the Lord, just, just kill them all. Who do they point to? David. Look over at David in the Psalms. He tells the Lord to kill every one of them. And he does. He was passionate. Anybody else? What Nehemiah? That's one I jotted down. I mean, what he went through. Just the fact for him to, you know, to ask the king to do what he did. And the Lord blessed all that. And the Lord was behind all that. Um, but he was passionate. And he had all that trouble from Tobiah and Sanballat. They just kept building that wall. Esther, yeah. Yeah, she risked her life to save the Jewish people. Joseph, the Bible's full of them. Full of them. Now, what's the difference between you and Esther? <laughs> no, sir. People are passionate about football, and I like football. Not passionate about the church anymore. And so that's what we see in our day. And that's one thing I said. We need to be putting these things in our kids. Our kids need to be passionate about the right things. They need to be bold. If we don't face a day, they're going to face a day where they're going to have to be bold. And if we don't see a change in Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, somebody in the prayer room this morning told Brother Kevin that that they would uh, pick somebody up by the belt buckle and tow them out of here if they caused any trouble. What do you think about that? I like it. <laughs> now. Everything's to be done decently and in order. But you need to take up for your pastor. And you need to take up for one another. We are a family. So let's remember that. So as we think about James, he was a lot like a Bible character named Elijah. And in fact... That likeness and what he knew about the prophet Elijah was what got him and John the names Boanerges. And I think if the Lord doesn't change my mind, that's probably what we'll talk about next. So this was just kind of an introduction to James. But next we're going to get into some things of his life, some things in the Bible, and some things he did right and some things he did wrong. Um, and sometimes that's a fine line. Sometimes that's a fine line. It's like that boldness.
can be good, can be bad. So, all right, Donald, you want to dismiss us?